Oh, come on, guys. Good morning. Oh, that's good. Man, I'm really excited to be speaking to y'all today. It's been a little bit. Thank you. Um, and this has been a talk that we've been trying to prep and get ready so I could share with y'all the mission trip that we went on just not too long ago in June. For those of you guys that remember, we went to Oklahoma City with our high school youth ministry. And we were able to take a whole bunch of students and uh, everybody got back safely. It was a, a lot of good things to report that I'm excited to share with y'all in today's talk. Um, but I'm just going to introduce myself one more time. My name is Jorge. I am the student pastor here at CBCB. And uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm excited to be here with you guys today. So um, I'm going to share uh, all the great experiences we had uh, with this mission trip. I'm going to share a little bit about my story in today's talk. And um, we're just going to jump right on into it. So like I said, we're going to be talking about this mission trip. A lot of good things to report. We took 15 students, right? We took five leaders, about seven and a half hours of driving. Really came out to about eight when you, you know, include all the gas station stops, all the snacking, all of the joking around that we did. And we went with one goal. Right, we went with one goal to serve Oklahoma City, and we made it there safely, thank goodness. This was my third time returning to this exact church that has hosted us many years before. It's my third time going on this same exact mission trip. It was my third time partnering with the community leaders over there in Oklahoma City. And so I was very excited for this specific group of students. I say that every year, but I really mean it every time I say that. Uh, to go up there with them on this trip. There's always something that happens every single year or multiple things that just always surprises me. And this year, it was a little bit different. We were divided into two teams, right? We were in two teams working on two separate projects throughout the week. We had one team, amazing. They were working on a house demolition and restoration project. They were in the demo phase, so this team was throughout the week wearing face masks for the dust, using tools that they were swinging at certain things and tearing down all sorts of stuff. They were shoveling and getting this house completely torn down so that they could build it back up for this person. And the other project, the one that I found myself on, was uh, a project that was meant for after-school student care. So when these students leave school and they don't necessarily have a place to go to yet, students would be able to go to this building and our job uh, on this work site, uh, along with the other youth groups that were also there, was to paint it and do some more uh, just maintenance on the building. So they were both very tough jobs in their own way. Some would say that one was harder than the other. And I would beg to differ. They were both very difficult jobs, trust me. Painting with students is, is very hard. Uh, <laughs> but they were both very difficult jobs in their own way. And thankfully, throughout the week, even though we had, you know, pretty difficult jobs, only one person rolled their ankle, and this was the extent of our injury list. <laughs> yeah, this is, that's a praise God, okay? That's a good thing. And uh, the way we fixed that was through lots of prayer, ice, elevation, and Starbucks. So that student was completely okay. So overall, it was a very successful trip. And I can't thank each of y'all enough for your love, your support to these students, the fundraising that you guys helped us with with those Oklahoma City Mission Trip t-shirts. 
but most importantly, I can't thank you guys enough for all of the prayer that you guys prayed over this trip. I know this was something that we announced weeks and weeks before we had gone on this trip, and that was something we had asked for was just continuous prayer over these students, over the leaders, over the community partners, everything. And I can't tell y'all enough, y'all's prayers, they meant a lot. They were heard, and God was absolutely moving on this trip. For me, the prayer that I had started praying over this trip was a very short, modest prayer. It's just, God, please help us see you in the little moments every single day. That was the prayer. That was the prayer that I prayed for this mission trip weeks and weeks out leading up to us leaving, praying this over our students, over the leaders, over everybody. God, please help us see you in the little moments every single day. Part of me wished or wanted it to be some complicated thing, but this was what God had put on my heart. And this prayer had originally come from a pretty honest moment of self-reflection here at this church weeks before our mission trip. I was just in the portable, you guys, the little portable out there where we have our youth group working, and I just had a memory come to mind. I gave my life to Jesus when I was 15, and and prior to this, I had grown up in a home where we prayed before bed, we read the Bible, and on Sundays, we were in church. But I finally made the decision for myself to follow Jesus when I was 15, And uh, I can specifically remember that when I had made this decision, everything changed. I was the person that could look at a fork falling in a restaurant and say, I could see God moving in that moment. I just saw God moving all around me. It didn't matter what it was. It could have been the simplest, tiniest, little, most normal, everyday moment. But for some reason, those months after giving my life to Jesus, I could just I could just see God moving everywhere. It didn't matter what it was. Could have been a person drinking from a straw. And I was like, there's a sermon illustration in that somehow. I don't know how, but God is in that moment too. And I remember thinking about this, and uh, there was one specific day that came to mind. Uh, and I, I don't know why. I just will never forget this day. It was a couple months after giving my life to Jesus. I remember I walked outside, and there was just a massive tree just a tree, but it was huge, it was incredible, it was in my backyard, and for some reason, I must have not had much going on that day, but I found myself just in complete amazement at this tree, just staring at it, just, I couldn't believe it, and and in that moment, for some reason, I started just thinking, I cannot believe that this massive tree can sway back and forth and not snap, that it balances so perfectly, it grows towards the sunlight, And I can't believe that there is a God that created and made and designed this tree to be the way that it is. Absolutely just blew my mind away, and I just sat there thinking about this tree. And it clicked in that moment that the same God that designed this tree to be the way that it it is created me too. And it was just a beautiful, sweet little moment, just myself in my backyard in Stone Oak, right over there in San Antonio, with a tree. And I'll never forget it. 15 years old, and this was a God moment for me, staring at that tree. 
I'm not really sure how long I sat there or thought this or, you know, st- stayed in my backyard. But this was such a special moment to me because I found God in that little tiny moment. In that everyday moment where I would walk out to that backyard to let my dog out a million times before, that day I just found myself having a special moment with God staring at this tree. And this memory had come to me um, leading up to this mission trip. I was sitting in the portable thinking about this memory and it kind of dawned on me. You know, I can't remember the last time I had a moment like that. And like my heart just sank weeks before the mission trip. I could not remember the last time I just stopped in amazement to see God moving somewhere in something that is just around me every single day. Can't rem- I couldn't remember it. And I tried really hard to think of a more recent moment where I had experienced something like that. And everything that had come to mind was maybe a, a bigger moment, you might call it. A worship night, maybe a student giving their life to Jesus, which are all special and amazing moments. But I couldn't remember that, I, you know, a moment that I had with God, like that one. Just a little moment in everyday life. Nothing super crazy special about it but I couldn't remember the last time I had something just pop out of me like that in my everyday. And this is where this prayer just came from, from that moment. In that moment, I just found myself longing for that, you know, that again, whatever you would call that. I guess just those little moments in every day. So I started praying this over the mission trip. And this is my prayer. God, Help us see you in the little moments every single day. That was it. That was my prayer. When I finished having this moment of self-reflection, you know, I tried to move on to say, okay, I'll start praying this leading up to the mission trip. This will be the prayer. This is what I'll be intentional about. I'm going to try to start looking at, you know, God in these little moments, trying to find him. But it just continued to bother me. Why I had felt like it had been so long since I had one of those moments And I really couldn't find the answer that day. I just kind of came to the conclusion that I had become desensitized to God. I just stopped seeing him around me at all times. And so on that mission trip, that week was just filled with so many moments where I could see God moving absolutely everywhere. And I'm going to share some of those moments for you. So um, we'll come back to this little part of the story where... You know, I was struggling to see God, but we did get to the mission trip. We did get there safely, like I shared. And throughout that week, that prayer was just answered in so many ways I could not even explain to you how many times I saw God. It just, it was incredible. It, it was just like that moment where I was staring at that tree. Whether it was sitting at breakfast by myself, the devotional, playing, you know, volleyball, whatever it was, working on the work site, I could see God moving absolutely everywhere around me. And to name a few, these are special moments uh, among the many that I would like to share with y'all where I saw God moving. But every day after working, we would come back to the church that was hosting us. We would get all cleaned up. Most of us would, uh, and most of us would do it on time. And then we would have, (laughs) yeah, it's not even a joke. (laughs) Most of us would, and uh, we would have an evening worship 
session. The church would host it for us. They would give us a little talk, video, uh, demo, and then we would have worship. And afterwards, there was time set apart for each youth group that was at the church to have, you know, small group question, reflection time. Now, our group would finish the little evening session. We would go outside to the parking lot. And uh, in a very organic way, I'm not really sure how we even got there because I can assure you it wasn't planned. We started just worshiping, right? We got our inside out group together. We started worshiping. And um, to not go too far into it, this was some of the most authentic, real worship uh, that I have gone to experience in my life. Uh, and some of the key details was that one, it was just, it was just worship. We're just in a parking lot. There was nothing incredibly special about it. It was just our youth group in a parking lot in Oklahoma City with an acoustic guitar and a Home Depot bucket as a percussion instrument. And that's what we had. And from like the outside, it kind of, you know, you would probably think, man, that looks a little funny. It's probably like a bunch of street performers over there in that church parking lot. But this was just real, authentic worship. Hearing our students sing their hearts out, seeing Keenan and Josh worship their hearts out and doing it together just made that moment in that parking lot just such a special moment where God was with us. Another moment that was really sweet, uh, the little free time that we did get every single day, we would use it mostly to run around and waste more energy. I don't know where this energy comes from, but we would do it. We would take the football outside, we would throw the football, we would play volleyball in the parking lot, and there was a really sweet moment as well that was going on there. As our students were hanging out with one another, I started to see them invite the other youth groups to come and join, play volleyball, throw the football. And every day after our working and getting cleaned up, it just seemed like their group was just growing and growing and growing. By the last day, it just seemed like everybody that was at that host church was out there playing volleyball and football together. And it was the sweetest thing to see, without any help from any leaders, uh, the inside-out students invite other youth groups into this community and into that little moment of just joy and fun. And not only that, but in seeing them play volleyball, some of us good at it and some of us not, God every evening, or at least almost every evening, would just have this amazing sunset behind the parking lot as well. And I can just remember each and every one of those days walking out there, seeing this group growing, laughing, hanging out, playing volleyball, throwing the football, getting to know each other, and just seeing this amazing sky, just absolutely orange with clouds, and it was just beautiful. I just thought, man, God, I see you there too. This is just such a special trip. Every single moment, every single day, I am seeing you everywhere. And it is just absolutely blowing me away. And the last one I'll share with you, this one is, uh, I don't know what it is. I shared a, a moment similar to this one on last year's mission trip. But there's just fellowship in pancakes for some reason. Um, this year... Three of our high school boys asked me if I could wake them up at 6 a.m. We were supposed to wake up at 7, and we would never go to bed on time, so waking up early and losing an hour of sleep was a big ask, but, you know, they asked if they could have me wake them up at 6 a.m. because they didn't have another way to wake up on time. 
because they wanted to go cook pancakes with one of the staff members at the, at the host church. The staff member was the only cook there this entire summer, at least to my knowledge, and she had to cook pancakes for the entire group. I think there was over 100 of us. So they found out about this. They asked if they could go get up early, go to the kitchen, and cook pancakes. I said, yes, absolutely. Uh, I felt much different about that when I woke up at 6, but I woke up got them out of bed, they ran over to the kitchen, they started cooking, and I kind of had my morning wake-up time. I don't do coffee, but I, like, wake up very slowly. It takes about 30 minutes. So I go, sat by myself, and I could just hear them laughing, making pancakes, having a great old time in the kitchen, 6 a.m. They're just having the time of their life making pancakes, and not only that, making the staff uh, leader laugh which she was not very expressive. She didn't like to smile very much or laugh. But with them there, I could hear all of them just enjoying one another's company. And in that moment, I remember thinking, man, let me just go walk over there. Let me go walk over there and make some pancakes too. And being in that kitchen, man, I could see God move in there in those little moments, flipping pancakes dropping batter everywhere, eating half of the pancakes that we were cooking because we were already hungry. I could see God moving in that moment. I saw God moving in each of these moments and, man, just so many more throughout the week. It made me start to wonder why. Why I was able to see him moving so much on this trip and why I had stopped seeing him move this way for so long. I was trying to figure out, it's the, the problem-solving brain that I have of, okay, this has been an amazing week. I have seen God move more in this week than I probably have, uh, or at least I feel that I have seen him move in the past, you know, I don't know, two years of my life. Why is that? I couldn't figure it out. I wanted to know the answer. If I could see God like this all of the time, man, it would be so much easier just to be, uh, well, just thankful for everything that he's doing, mindful of everything that he's doing. I want to see God moving like this all of the time. So this question would not leave my mind. Why had I stopped seeing God move the way that I used to? I wanted to have what was going on on this mission trip. I wanted to have that here every single week, every single day in the normal life when I'm mowing the lawn, when I'm taking out the trash, when I'm washing the dishes, whatever it is. I wanted to have those moments in just my everyday normal life. And in preparation for this talk uh, and meeting with Larry and discussing this with a couple of other people, I found myself landing in the book of Romans chapter 1 verses 19 through 20. Now, I love that Larry says this. This is a letter from Paul written to a specific people in a specific time with specific issues, struggling with specific things. But when I was reading this, there was so much that I felt that I could learn from it. Now, this specific group, or I guess this specific little piece of text in Paul's letter uh, is labeled God's anger at sin. And for some context, what's going on here is Paul's writing to these people who are being lured back into sin and in this piece of text are struggling with worshiping idols. And this is what verses 19 through 20 say. It says, They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky through everything God has made. 
They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power, and divine in nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. And this verse just jumped out at me. I maybe wasn't really struggling with idols, but the same way that these people lost sight of God and started focusing on other things, I started to realize that maybe, just maybe, the reason why I wasn't seeing God as often as I used to is because maybe I wasn't looking for him the way I used to. The second place I found myself reading in preparation for this talk was in Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 through 17. And Larry pointed me here, and I just thought, man, this is just, this is just excellent. And it says, For through him God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. It was in reading and studying these passages that I realized that the only reason I had stopped seeing God the way I used to is simply because I had stopped looking for him. Larry and I were sitting in his office, and oftentimes when I do that with Larry, I find myself just learning absolutely everything. I must take a pen and paper if I'm going to talk with Larry. And when we were talking, it, it seemed like just the most simple answer. But we just started talking about how God, there's proof of God in everything around us, in all things. He's woven into creation. Everything was made through him. Everything was made for him. People are without excuse. These verses just started swirling around in my head. And I started thinking, man, maybe that's why I was able to see God in that tree. Because there is proof of God in that tree. There is proof of God every single place that I look. He is interwoven into creation all around me. I just started to believe that I could only see him in certain places in moments like worship nights or on Sundays or during big events where I had expected him to show up. And these things are not bad. They're, in fact, amazing. These are good things, worship nights, Sundays, and big events. But I had started to believe that these were the only places where I could see God working. And when I started to believe that and live that way, one not only did I horribly make this expectation that every time that we did have a worship night or every time that we did have a Sunday or a big event, I was there just waiting for this big aha moment that I had, you know, already laid out an expectation for. But two, I had discounted all of the other moments in life outside of worship nights, outside of Sundays, outside of big events because I had just gotten so used to just saying, well, I'll see and expect God on this day, at this time, in this moment. Nowhere else. The truth is that proof of God is moving all around me at all times, in all creation. I had just stopped searching for him. And like I said earlier, you know, Paul does write that letter to a specific group of people dealing with specific things, but I think the issue that the people were dealing with, that were struggling with idols, their issue was very similar to my issue. We were both just looking in the wrong places. So we both stopped finding God. 
in the little moments every single day. This realization absolutely rocked me. It really had upset me that I was so silly to think that God was the one who had stopped showing up. I was so frustrated that I had just operated this whole time thinking, well, God, if you're just not going to show me where you're at, then okay. I'll keep on loving. I'll keep on serving. But if you're not going to show me where you're at, like, okay. God never changed or moved or stopped making himself available or visible to me. The only thing that had changed is that I had simply stopped searching for him in specific moments of my own life. And because I could not remember the last time I had stared at a tree and looked at God like that, it just made sense. That God never moved, that tree never changed, and God's proof of existence in that tree never changed. I just stopped looking at that tree the same way. I started just looking at it as just a tree. And it was, it was a sad, it was a sad feeling to think, man, I can't remember the last time I looked at a tree and thought, man, that is just a really cool tree where I see God moving. I started to wonder, I wonder at what point did I start just looking at trees like trees and at people like people and everyday life as just everyday life rather than, man, God is moving all around me and he is everywhere. Everything has proof of God's existence. There were many times I thought that God was just maybe more present in other people's lives. You know, I often hear people saying, man, God's just doing this thing in my life right now. He's so good. He's working. He is doing these things. He's answering prayers. He is blessing me in so many ways. I can specifically remember thinking, like standing next to some of these people and wondering, what on earth? I'm right here, God. We are so, do I need to stand closer to this person so that I can get some of this, so I can see some of what they're seeing? Like, I, it was so frustrating, and I was, I was getting jealous even hearing of people talk like this, saying that God is doing this and God's doing that, and I just couldn't figure it out. I'm like, well, why on earth do you get to see it? I, I, I would like to see that. <laughs> I had just thought for a second that God was just not doing the same things in my life that he was doing in other people's lives. Now, yes, that may be true, but God's availability and presence It was just the same. Again, I had just stopped looking. Now I'm going to ask everybody to to do a little exercise with me. Don't worry, we're not going to like get up or move or like shake hands or anything. It's it's nothing like that. Um, But I am the student pastor, and I love like just doing fun little things that make people uncomfortable. It's just part of youth ministry, you know. (laughs) So I'm going to ask all of y'all to just close your eyes. I promise you nobody's going to steal your wallet. It's not what this is. But just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. And during these next few moments, I don't want you to be concerned about the person next to you, the person behind you. I want you to be concerned with what you have going on starting tomorrow or this next week. I don't want you to be concerned about anything that you may have walked in here with. I just want everybody to take a deep breath. I love asking questions, and I'll let you know when you can open your eyes. I had a youth pastor when I was in youth ministry as a student who would never answer my questions. He would just give me questions to my questions. 
I think a part of that has stuck with me. But I want to ask you guys just a few things. When was the last time you saw God moving in your life? Was it a long time ago? Was it recent? Was it in a amazing, huge moment, worship night, amazing sermon, somebody giving their life to Jesus? Or was it just sitting in your living room by yourself? And you can open your eyes again. Whatever that moment is for you, I want to assure you that God is still moving all around you. Maybe for some of you guys that was yesterday. Maybe for some of y'all that was many years ago. And you can't remember the last time you had one of these moments. I want to encourage you and remind you that God never stopped being present or available. He never stopped showing up. In fact, he's all around you woven into creation in every single moment. And it's not that he's hiding from you or more present in other people's lives. Maybe, just maybe, maybe we just stopped looking for him. This mission trip brought tons of blessings to my life, one through the students and one through just, you know, getting to to be a part of it, being physically there. But this prayer, God help us see you in the little moments every single day, has changed my life a lot over the past couple of months. I have allowed myself to be way more okay with seeing God in these small little moments every single day rather than these huge crazy stories that like I want to have. I think it's hard, you know, uh, for anybody, but especially listening uh, to pastors because I feel like any time a pastor goes on an airplane, they have some crazy story. I don't know what it is with pastors on airplanes. Uh, and every time I go on an airplane, I feel like there has to be something that happens there because I think, well, every other pastor that I see on Instagram or YouTube, like this is where it happens. It's on airplanes. It's probably be because people can't run away. <laughs> but I have found myself thinking that way that God can only move in certain moments when I'm on an airplane or when I am on a trip or when I am at, you know, another, you know, event. And I've become a lot more okay with seeing God in the little moments every single day. Sitting on my couch, petting my dog, sitting in the backyard. I was having a conversation with Mike, and we both uh, do the same thing. Mike and I are very similar in a lot of ways. Um, But he will walk out in the morning And he'll go look at the sky first thing. And I told him, I do the same exact thing. Since I've gone back from the mission trip, that is one of the things that I will do. I'll get up in the morning. The first thing I do after laying my dog out is I walk to the back porch. I sit down and look at the sky. That is one of the first places I see God every single day. Now, in comparison to where I was at before, I find myself intentionally seeking and looking for God in all of the little moments in all of the little moments. When I'm by myself, when I'm talking to people, when I'm doing everyday simple things, I start to find myself 
intentionally searching for God in the little moments every single day, and I'm finding that I'm starting to see him a lot more. I'm starting to see him a lot more. Man, God is just so good. Can I just say that? God is just so good. But as we wrap up this talk, um, there's one thing that we do at Inside Out, Inside Out amongst many things. We do a lot of things. Uh, but we end every talk with a challenge or a question, one or the other, sometimes both. But we're going to do that today. We are going to do that today. It's one question. It is one question that I have for every single person in this room, and this is it. Where are you going to choose to see God in your life moving forward? Are you going to choose to see him in the big moments and confine him to only those spaces? Or are you going to choose to see him in every moment, in those trees, in the parking lot worship, in the pancake making, in, you know, the volleyball and football, in the parking lot moments? Where are you going to choose to see God every single day moving forward? I'm excited to see where some of you guys see God. If you do happen to see me maybe next weekend, I would love to hear some of y'all's experiences throughout this next week. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to have a place to, to meet, to grow in community, to grow deeper in our relationship with you, God. A place where we can challenge ourselves, ask difficult questions, reflect, and grow moving forward. God, I want to pray for encouragement and motivation over every single person in this room, every family, that as we go into next week, that we can be intentionally seeking you in those little moments everywhere we go. God, you are a good God who shows yourself to us, who is present, who is available, and is woven into creation all around us. God, I pray that we can be ready to see you, that we can be available to see you, that we can be searching and seeking to see you, God. God, I pray for just health and safety and some more rain. God, it is in your name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you, guys. We will see y'all next Sunday.